You're listening to Butchertown Rundown, a racing Louisville podcast and the official podcast of the Lavender Legion. This is Butchertown Rundown, a racing Louisville podcast. I'm Becky Morgan, and I'm here with Caitlin Whiteside. Caitlin, how are we doing today? I'm doing all right, Becky. I'm uh, admittedly a, a little a little emotional still um, because I just watched Megan Rapinoe's final game with uh, the U.S. women's national team. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe that Megan Rapinoe's not going to be wearing a U.S. jersey anymore and that we're seeing her in her final games with O.L. Reign, too. It just, I don't know. There's There's few players who are as legendary as she is so yeah yeah it's a, it's a little emotional but you know at the end of the game we saw some fresh new faces come in including our personal favorite savannah DeMello. yes she she had a few few chances there um she looked good i thought yeah i thought she looked good too you know when they they turned over a lot of the the lineup it got a little kind of awkward there for a little mm-hmm. bit you know the, the energy that they had had kind of stuttered a little bit which makes sense because i mean they had all sorts of movements casey krueger got injured so then like mid purse was playing left back so or mm-hmm. right did she move to the right i think she moved to the right so it just ended up being kind of chaotic but <laughs> you're right sav did play herself into the game quite well and, and got herself in good positions and and had a had a couple good chances the ball almost fell right to her feet at one point but yeah, she. I think she probably want, wants that chance back. But yeah, yeah I think she does too. And yeah. then, of course, on the other side, it was uh, it was Sav versus Tembi. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see that little moment where Sav like clearly fouled Tembi? She like ran into her, and they were just laughing about it. it was, oh no, I it missed good. that. I might have yeah. to go back and see that. Yeah, it was good. I don't know. I was just thinking, I was kind of only half watching the game because I had a bunch of stuff I had to do, but I did notice like at the very end that like Tembi just like crashed into Lindsay Horan and knocked her over and that made yeah. me laugh. So yeah. Love you, Tembi. <laughs> well, you may have noticed that uh, Tom is not with us today. He is having some computer troubles. So Tom, we miss you and he will be back very shortly. Miss you, Tom. So Caitlin, I think that we should probably just jump right into it and maybe um, kind of try and jump over this hurdle that you and I both don't really want to talk about very much. So let's jump into the starting line and talk about what feels like forever ago when Louisville played Houston at home and got only their second loss at home all season. So that that stung a little more because of uh, because of that. It was a one zero loss, uh, a fifty four a fifty fourth minute goal by Deanna Ordonez, assisted by Maria Sanchez. And other than that, it was such an evenly matched game. I mean, it was too evenly matched a game, and that kind of makes me angry. We had almost identical shots to Houston almost identical shots on goal we were slightly better not much in terms of accuracy and xg I mean even like tackles and tackles one and like almost every single metric was almost identical in this game but racing couldn't use their home field advantage and pull off a win and that um that was a win we needed so as a result racing has now dropped to ninth place but 
in this crazy season, we are still only two points out of a playoff berth. So this is just, this is insanity. This is the first season where every single team has scored 20 points already. So chaos, chaos. Caitlin, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, you, Becky, you and I watched it um, together and uh, it was just, it was, it was so frustrating for us because like you said, the teams are so evenly matched. This was a game we could have won. We needed to win. That's we should what have it. won. We yes. should have won. Yeah. And it just, it's, it's like, when, when are they going to start coming up in these big, when are they going to start, you know, showing up in these big moments racing? Like they when have. we need them to. That's what makes me even angrier. They did against Portland and they did against OL Reign. Yeah. But but what happened? What what happened here? I mean, I I think the the energy levels, the effort, I don't know if it's like a challenge cup hangover or mm-hmm. what, but it just didn't didn't seem to be all there. Um, no. And they consistently Racing consistently did something that they have been doing all season. Oh yeah, they forgot they forgot about the back post, the far post. Right, you can't be doing that racing. You know, I, <sighs> I think that part of that though was the change in lineup. I mean, Davis is not a wide player typically, mm-hmm. but. It, Kim decided to start Nadia in center and move Davis to the left and then keep Tenby on the right. And Kim is just someone who will play his best players and just shove them in wherever they fit because he wants to play his best players. And I think that this is a sign that that is not great. I would have much rather had Paige on the ass and not, I mean, I honestly would have rather had Davis in center than, than Nadia. I don't Mm -hmm. think Nadia has shown enough so far this season to to get that start over Davis in the center and I think Davis should have started in the center and Paige should have been out wide and you know when Paige came in later in the game and she was subbed in I mean she brought good energy Mm -hmm. and so I think just having that you know everybody in the positions they're more comfortable with could have helped racing there but I mean when you have a player that's not used to playing out wide that's going to throw that stuff off. And of course, mm-hmm. to add insult to injury, how did they, how did Houston score <laughs> by a cross going to the back post and heading it in yep. across goal? So yeah, that, you know, has been a problem for racing for their past two years. And then we talked about in this podcast, how that finally changed with having a veteran like Paige Mm-hmm. on the team and she has gotten goals by cleaning up balls that have bounced out or deflected or you know by covering a you know a, a cross that's pinged around and gotten in on it in the back post so yeah that that was frustrating that was very 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 frustrating and and i it it didn't really make sense to me why him made that decision like why I don't understand why Paige didn't get the start. I mean, I think she's shown that she deserves it. And that was just an interesting personnel change on on Kim's part. And yeah, I'm just not really sure why why that happened. No, me, me neither. And I mean, it was to accommodate the start of Nadia 
And, you know, Nadia is a great player. She's a superstar. But I just don't think she's done enough yet this season to to justify getting getting the start in that position. So that was frustrating. But I do want to go back briefly to something you said before about it being a Challenge Cup hangover. Now, Abby in the post game was very adamant that it was not a, mm-hmm. a tired legs. And she she was not very happy at the, at the end of that no, game. No, as, as she should not have been. She should not have been, but she was she was deeply, deeply frustrated. But when prompted, she did go back and say that she does yes, there was mental fatigue. And you know, of course, this did us absolutely zero favors, but I mean, I definitely think that the Challenge Cup hangover, it was a big part of this. I mean, I, I do think that had they not had the week that they had prior and also like, you know, as Abby even said, you know, dealt with the the loss, the loss of this first, you know, chance to get hardware that would have mean meant so much to them. I mean, that that's a blow, too. So, you know, there's a lot going on with the team. Houston's rested. They have the new coach bump. I think that that may have been what tipped the, the scales that would have otherwise been even as frustrated as I am. But um, I don't know. I, I Does this make you happy that the Challenge Cup is going away? Because I'm kind of frankly a little happy the Challenge Cup is going away because look at last year and w- the Washington spirit and North Carolina courage never recovered. Mm-hmm all season from the challenge cup and so like i mean at least we don't have to worry about that but um yeah well we don't have as many games left to quote unquote recover i mean we we're still left you know fighting for a playoff spot though um and at what cost you know like i I know and i mean north but see the challenge cup hangover you know north carolina lost to orlando which really says that the hangover is definitely something that could exist but of course like yeah of all the games (laughs) that you lose north carolina of all we didn't we didn't need it to be that one we really did we did not need it to be that one at all at all yeah so yep racing is in ninth in their comfortable old ninth place. Um, just throwing it out because I am, I was convinced up until the last game and we saw like, I mean, really in just these last two games, we've seen how close the standings are getting. And like the crazy thing is that every week they're getting closer and closer. It's not like, Oh, now they're starting to break apart. Racing has more points than they have had in any previous season already. Mm-hmm. but if they end the season in ninth place even if they end up with like 27 points mm-hmm. 28 points but still in ninth place or god forbid 10th place i mean i don't mm-hmm. even know if that's possible honestly but like let's say that is like it arranges that we get even more points than we have now but we end up in ninth place still would you consider that a failure of a season um failure uh and the answer can be it's not that black and white i mean you can i i don't know if it's well i certainly wouldn't call it this this is this is a really difficult question because if it was black and white like oh we didn't make the playoffs that's that's a failure 
Um, we got more points than we ever have. That's that's good, but it doesn't really mean anything if you don't make the playoffs. If that's your if that is your number one goal. Now, yeah, if I'm going off of what the players have said, like the goal is to make the playoffs. Yeah. And they don't do it, then yeah, that's that's a failure. Yeah. I, I'm inclined to agree with you. I mean, I, I've always kind of parsed it where like playoffs are the ultimate goal and that's amazing. I'm not like playoffs or, or fail. Um, mm-hmm. Seventh place would still be a B for me, you know, mm-hmm. and then eighth would be a C, but I've always said ninth would be a, a fail. Like there's no D it's, it's just a failure. And so I I don't know, even if they get more points, I mean, if they have that many points in ninth place, that means other teams are getting that many points too. So that's not like racing, playing Mm -hmm. particularly better, even though I think they have, I don't know. I always thought that it would be (laughs) fairly clear, like they would be just doing the same or they would be doing clearly better, but with these crazy standings, I don't know. I think we're going to have to kind of recalculate what we consider, mm-hmm. you know, or ha- the the markers that we gave in the beginning of the, the season of this podcast, you know, what we consider success or not. So that'll be interesting to see and definitely something for us to, to track as we go forward. But this is an extended starting line because we didn't really want to talk about the Houston game much yeah. after this. <laughs> um, I will jump in. You know, Tom usually does the commercial break. I will do a very um I don't know. It's not too super self-promoting, but promote yourself, Becky. Just do it. I'm giving you permission. Okay. Just well, thank you, Caitlin. Thank <laughs> you. And blame Caitlin if you were disgusted by this, <laughs> listeners. Um, no, I just encourage everybody to subscribe to the equalizer. They have been the longest and site only dedicated to women's soccer in existence. They have been around for 16 years, I believe it was, when Jeff started it. And it only became full-time maybe like six years ago. But still, I mean, this is something that has been going on forever. It's going strong. I know, oh, stuff is behind a paywall. Well, you know, that paywall allows me to get paid for my labor. Mm -hmm. So... I highly encourage you to consider a subscription. It's really not that much. You pay for it up front. We have $23 subscription sales for annually happening pretty frequently. I don't know if one's happening now, but keep your eyes open in the beginning of the year. There might be another sale if you aren't a subscriber, but there's a lot of great stuff. I am writing as much as I can about racing. Uh, just did a big feature on Jalen that I'm pretty proud of and would love it if you had a subscription and could read it and hear all the wonderful things that Jalen, Abby, and Bev all had to say about the team and Jalen's growing leadership. So please, if you can, subscribe to The Equalizer. I would very, very much appreciate it. Yes, I I am a subscriber to The Equalizer. Okay. And, um, yeah, you guys do great work and you're right. It's not, it's really not that much money and you just get so much good content from that. So yeah, definitely subscribe, check out Becky's work. It's consistently good. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. No, I appreciate that. And I mean, this type of writing won't happen unless we get subscriptions and then we won't be able to advance to the next level and actually like 
have enough people hired to cover every market without subscriptions. So really, I mean, it will just help us build as an organization more and more as women's soccer is continuing to grow. So we appreciate any support you're willing to give us. All right, moving on to our prime cuts. We're going to do something a little different. It's not going to be focused on our racing players as much because the big whopping free agency list came out this week. And it is a big deal because there is both full free agency this year and restricted free agency. So players who have three years of service are now eligible if they're not under contract to be restricted free agents. And what that means is the they're able to talk to other teams outside of the team that they're currently on and they're able to accept offers. But then the team that currently has their rights can make a higher bid and retain the player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the player I think can choose not to sign that contract. Um, they just are getting like one upped and then they would not have the option of the team that was offering it. Like they could go to Europe or something if they want but their rights would be retained by the team they currently play for. So for example, let's use our favorite former player, Emily Fox. She was allowed to become an unrestricted free agent by the North Carolina courage, which that's one reason racing wanted to make the trade because they did not want to be in this position where they could potentially lose her for nothing. Um, And then we got Abby and Carson and yay racing, racing did a good job. They won that. Um, I think that is with her going to unrestricted free agency, I think that it is an uncontested huge win for racing this trade that is mm-hmm. that is determined. But in the case of Emily Fox, like let's say Angel City wanted to take her as their left back, they could offer X amount of money. North Carolina Courage could say, no, we're going to offer that plus, I don't know, a thousand dollars. And then Emily would be obligated to stay with the North Carolina Courage. I believe unless Angel City or another team made a higher offer and then it can keep escalating that way. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with a lot of these unrestricted free agents. Of course, she could also just agree to a contract with the Courage at any time from now until December also. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just because players have become free agents does not mean they will not sign with their current team so it just means that they could not come to contract terms prior to the free agency starting Mm -hmm. so is that a clear enough explanation because it's yeah uh, i know it's a little confusing for some people no i i think you got it becky i think you made it pretty clear oh okay well good yeah (laughs) so let's first talk about our own racing louisville free agents um Mm -hmm. compared to a lot of teams we do not have as many right uh i mean if you look at houston if you look at gotham they're just like they're they're big long lists of players and we currently have only a few players going up well first of all before we announce that um zanetta wine agreed to terminate her contract with racing. It was a mutual termination. So she can pursue uh, options overseas. So Mm -hmm. 
thank you Zanetta I always enjoyed her Instagram a whole lot and she has <laughs> some awesome tattoos so yeah I'll, I'll miss her awesome tattoos um and just her her great I don't know personality on the team mm-hmm. but on top of that on the free agency front Amina Ekic Jess McDonald Nadia Nadim Taylor Almer they are all now eligible to become free agents. Amina is a restricted free agent, and I believe the other three are all. Uh, Almer is Almer is a restricted free agent. Oh, Almer. Okay, so then yeah. Ekic and Almer are restricted. Nadia and Jess are unrestricted. Mm-hmm. So, were you surprised by this list? Was there anything that that took you aback? I I think I the thing that I noticed the most was uh that what you mentioned about Gotham uh having so many free agents. Um I think like total free agents. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good insight into the age of a team because yes. right you have to have what is it 5 years of NWSL Yeah, service? It was, wasn't it 6 years last year and then they dropped yeah, it to 5 this right, year. Right. Right um so it's it is a list of you know a a lot of players that have been around for quite a while Allie Long yeah 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 and then the uh restricted free agents um those are interesting as well I yeah I have the I have the list pulled up here um and I'm interested to see how that's gonna this because this is the first year that that it's happened you know the CBA was ratified last year so It'll be interesting to to kind of see how this restricted free agency works and if if there will even be much reporting on on these negotiations that go on behind the scenes. One important thing that I forgot to clarify because apparently I've seen some confusion about this online. You may have already figured this out if you had questions about this, but just because they've been announced as free agents does not mean that they can leave the team now. Mm-hmm their contracts end at the end of the year. This is just opening them up to have conversations with people. No one Mm -hmm. can sign with a new team until December 5th, well after the season has ended. So don't suddenly think that like, oh my goodness, all these different people are going to get like contracts with other teams tomorrow and we're not Mm going to have them in our next game. Yeah, so I... I'm very uh, interested to see how how that's all going to shake out because notoriously the nwsl is not super transparent um yeah. about about these things so i don't know i, I just i just kind of want to know like oh did team x go after this player and like which team was it and how much was it for and how much did they offer how much did their team offer that probably won't get reported but you know it'd be nice if uh one day we get to a point where it is and I mean, you haven't even, I mean, you said that there's some teams that have a lot. I mean, you didn't even touch on how long this list is across oh, yeah. the whole mm-hmm. league. It is a long, long list. I, was it mm-hmm. like close to 75, something like that? I, it was a big yeah. number of players. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, if you think of each roster having like 28, that's like two and a half teams worth of players yeah. that could be moving doesn't necessarily mean they will. So that's 
that's pretty wild um for racing let's just go back to racing really quickly i think that we jess has not announced it she might want to come back and play but we were assuming um that at the end of the season that jess wouldn't play for racing again Mm -hmm. uh i think this signifies that that nadia very well might not play for racing again too i feel like if they were going to extend her contract they would have done it Mm -hmm. and then taylor almer i mean i just don't know if we've seen enough of her to justify re-signing her but then amina is probably the one that, that stings the most for people this didn't surprise me because she's gotten such a lack of minutes so far Mm-hmm. this season um i think that it would actually probably do her good to go to europe or back to australia or even the mexican league you know somewhere else get out of louisville a little bit mm-hmm. play different places and, and and develop that way but i if she does go i would be sad to see her go what are your thoughts on the the amina situation yeah i i agree with you i think she's she's not getting minutes and we've seen player plenty of players leave um to go to teams where they will get minutes and you can't ever fault them for that it's they're doing what's best for them and their in their careers so um if that's what happens with amina you know we wish her nothing but the best and racing did extend the um or did take the options of a few players that had options available Mm-hmm. so like not you can't just like add an option to a contract it's not an extension an option has to be written into the contract and then it has to be mutually accepted by both the player and the team mm-hmm. and so kirsten davis even though she wasn't up for a free agency had her option um exercised exercise thank you i couldn't think of the term yeah. <laughs> um tendy katlana Mm-hmm. had her option exercised and very excited by that and then so did julia lester and i think that those are three good solid players um that i'm glad to see racing doing what they can to at least hold on to them in the meantime because mm-hmm. uh, tenby would have gone into free agency i believe restricted free agency because she played one season with houston and then was technically signed with us for two Right. Even though she's only played one. So that would have given her, I believe, three years of eligibility. Let's kind of look through the list. I mean, I think we've both scanned it a little bit ourselves. Um, and let's talk a little bit about who we think could be good pickups for racing. And we can range this from moonshots, like... yeah. You know, like Mouse Mouse Swanson. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's sign Mouse Swanson, sure. And Crystal Dunn. Let's just let's just look. I'd love that. Not. Yeah. I mean, come on. Well, it could happen. <laughs> I mean, it, it literally could happen. The the, yeah. uh, the door is open. Um. So let's talk about some of that. And let's talk about moonshots. Let's talk about just like I don't know it, players that you think that might be under people's radars that might be interesting for us do you want to go first or should i start talking about something that i'm interested in myself um i think you can you can go first and i'll just i'll look through this list i do have to say that there are a lot of names that really surprised me we already joked about this a little bit with you know mal swanson crystal dunn 
kind of surprised to see them on the list. Um, you know, Tierna Davidson, Savannah McCaskill. I did not. I thought Angel City would probably try and arrange something with her. But um, on this list, in terms of players that I think could be useful to racing, I mean, Tierna Davidson would be a moonshot player. I don't think she mm-hmm. has any interest in coming to racing. I wouldn't be surprised if she goes back to the Bay Area, which she has a lot of history with. I believe she might even be from there. Or she might stay in Chicago. I don't know. Natalia Kuika is an amazing player. It'd be great to see the two Finnish players together. Yeah, that's right. But in terms of players that I think that could be of use to racing, I mean, look at the player who assisted against Houston, Maria Sanchez. Really surprised me. Yeah, she ended up on um, on the free agency availability, and she Mm -hmm. is restricted. So I I do think that Houston knows that they can hold on to her a little more mm-hmm. tightly than, you know, if she was completely unrestricted. But um, that would definitely be an interesting player that, you know, we talked about our attack needed to be built up a little bit. I mean, that's that's a, a strong player. Mm hmm. Um, I mean, there are some good defensive options, and even if they wouldn't be starters, there are a lot of defensive options, and even if they wouldn't necessarily be, like, definite starters for us over other players, I mean, a player like Kayla Sharples, still very Mm -hmm. young, you know, only drafted in 2019, um, solid center back option, Kristen Westphal, Danny Weatherholt. Yes, Daniel Weatherholt. I mean, even as a backup um, six, I mean, there's Marissa Vigiano. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, of course, Sam Mewis is there, but we don't know if she's going to oh. play again. That makes me a little sad. I know. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, Caprice Didasco, like, yeah. I mean, I she would start. And I don't know if I would necessarily want, like, a Caprice Didasco, because that would mean... um. Lomale wouldn't start mm-hmm. but I don't know I mean still tempting tempting to see what you could what you could get sure. there. well you've looked at the list a little bit longer now who jumps out to you that you think would either be like I don't know like a, a moonshot or a reasonable grab I think someone who's maybe in between those um Rose Lavelle she's looking pretty nice on there I mean, we do um, have the the home connection that we could hope we do. for that. Look, Cincinnati, it's only an hour, 45 minutes away from Louisville. Rose, just saying. Uh, if you want to change the scenery, you want to come back home, racing's right here. And, I have to. I, and I, do we necessarily need a Rose Lavelle? Like, our midfield's pretty great right now. Maybe if not. If we don't keep Wong, though. Right, right. But how do you say no to... If if that option you know becomes available, like, of course you you sign Roosevelt, right? She's injured so often though. She is. Do you think that we would get a return for the money if we did sign her? Uh, that's that's hard to say, because when she's not injured, absolutely. But more often than not, she has been injured. But that makes me that makes me wonder, like, what is you know, is her is her current team not um, like rehabbing her properly, or is is it just a stubborn injury? Like, 
I I don't know. Yeah. It's hard it's hard to say. But when she's on and not injured, absolutely. She's she's worth it and you'll you'll get a good return for her. And there's there's no doubt the I mean she would just be a name draw. Absolutely. Too. I mean having her... yeah, so, sometimes you do sign I sometimes you sign players not because you necessarily need them, but because, you know, of their of their name and they're just really good. I mean, yeah, I would I would love a Roosevelt. But so that's that's kind of in between a moonshot and a, a reasonable get for me. Um but I'm I'm with you. Uh Kayla Sharples would be a good um addition. Danny Weatherholt, Kristen Westfall, who else? Kiki Who Pickett, I, interesting. Yeah. Then we could have two pickets. I, I don't we know. Could... I feel like only one picket can survive per team. That's right. They've tried it before and they and they have but they have Vicky Pickett too. They have Victoria Pickett too. North Carolina does. And now That's look, true. Kiki Pickett might go. So is that can there only be one picket per team? We will find that out, Becky. I, I don't really want to mess with that. I mean, <laughs> North Carolina can contest that for us. I don't want to risk yeah. losing a picket. Yeah. I was also surprised on this list to see um like Shea Groom on here. Yeah. I I guess I just didn't realize she'd been around for so long. I knew she'd been around so long. I just was surprised she made it to the list. But I yeah. mean, she's been injured. But like I yeah. feel like every single one of Chicago's free agents went up um which doesn't really surprise me because they don't really have a gm they're in a transition period so maybe they were like we're gonna let this happen we're still gonna try and like re-sign casey krueger tierna davidson all these people but we're just gonna like yuki you know like Mm -hmm. but we're gonna let it go but angel city surprised me uh sarah gordon and savannah mccaskill and madison hammond are people that i did not expect angel city to to let go is mm-hmm. into you know any kind of free agency i thought that they'd try and lock them down a little more yeah the thing that we also should remember is that this is an expansion year so I mean, yeah how is that gonna work i'm i mean if interested the thing that's a little dangerous i guess is if like let's say bay wanted emily fox they would be taking her I mean, they could just sign. They couldn't just sign her as a restricted free agent. But if she was left unprotected by North Carolina, they mm-hmm. could take her rights. But they wouldn't have her tied down for a contract, so she could conceivably leave and and not play for them if a contract wasn't agreed upon. I mean, it's more attractive to pick someone who has a contract theoretically, so you can be guaranteed to like get a year out of them yeah but i mean i'm assuming that the teams have this much time i mean bay and and utah are probably talking to a lot of these free agents right now Mm -hmm. to try and um try and figure some stuff out so yeah i mean i think that a lot of these some of these players might be exposed for for trades for for the expansion but you know it's it's hard to say yeah that'll be very very interesting expansion draft i'm uh can't say i'm looking forward to it to it becky (laughs) no i i i do feel like we can absolutely protect our most important core players Mm -hmm. that we want to build around and i feel pretty good about that but there are definitely players that would be exposed like 
Kayla Fisher and mm-hmm. you know possibly Kristen Davis um Parker Goins that I would could see as players to really build around who might not have gotten there yet I mean Kristen Davis basically has but mm-hmm. yeah I'd hate to lose Fisher or someone like that as well uh but we will we will have to see so we kind of both really focused on with the exception of like rose lavelle and a few players like maria sanchez for me really focused on defense mm-hmm. so i think that's interesting because even though our team has done so much better defensively this season unquestionably why do you think that we need m- more defenders than um we we just need depth back there. We don't yeah. have depth, right? We're good when everybody's at full strength and everybody's healthy. Uh, as we've seen this season, that has not been the case. I don't I don't think we've had one week where everyone has been like on I I mean not just in defense, but just like on the team as where everyone's healthy and no one's on the injury report. Um, and I think we hurt the most at at defense when that happens. Yeah. Um, so I just think we need some more getting some more depth there, getting some players that have NWSL experience. Uh, as we've seen, that seems to be, you know, um, the key to success is I I think that's just what we need to do. Uh, of course, we also need a number nine, um, definitely, which is why I'm like moonshot Mal Swanson. But um, that's... <laughs> uh, I just I no no one else really stuck out to me. Um aside from she's not really a nine, Maria Sanchez. Um but did any like offense of offensive players uh stick out to you on on either of those lists? Not as like definite starters that I thought would be like obtainable. <clears throat> I mean, it is a lot of defenders on this list. I mean, mm-hmm. let's let's be real. Um or like attackers that aren't played as much yeah i mean i don't no one really jumped out to me that's part of it i guess that's one reason maybe maria sanchez stood out to me so much mm-hmm. um i mean a lot of the attackers are attackers that we already had like shana matthews too which is kind of funny <laughs> but i mean i agree with you 100 percent that like it's it's a depth issue we we need that defensive depth like we all our starters are so much better but like we have better offensive depth than we have defensive depth right right now um i mean maybe that's changed a little bit by losing like alex chidiak um we seem to be i i mean i would bet that we're losing amina um we seem set up to lose jess and nadia but uh I don't know. I think Davis can be a serviceable nine. I think she needs to compete with someone and to be developed. I think our wings are in good shape. Yeah, I think defense is, is where we need help the most. And I mean, the good news is that there's there are a lot of defenders that we could potentially start talking to. So we'll see yeah. what happens. I mean, Carrie Ricaro's on the list. That kind of surprised me. But again, I like everybody for Chicago's up. Desiree Scott for Kansas City surprised me. Mm-hmm. um yeah we will we'll have to we'll have to see what happens i don't know this is going to be a really really interesting off season 
And it's yeah. weird to me to say that I actually think that racing is probably one of the more stable teams yeah. out there because they just did a good job in this last year of signing so many long-term contracts with players that, you know, we're, we're in pretty good shape. Yeah. I, it took a couple seasons to get there, but <laughs> I think, uh, I think you're right. I think we're in pretty good shape for next year. All right. So I, I think that about wraps it up. I mean, this is just going to be, this was always going to be a shorter episode for us anyway, considering that we only had that one Houston game from a while ago. We didn't really want to talk about it that much anyway. <laughs> and um, then free agency was the big news that came out. So I think it's time to to move on, Caitlin. Do yeah. you have songs for us for the Mint Mix? Yeah. So this week on the mint mix i picked three songs that i just i want the players to listen to and get pumped up going into this game against chicago and actually the final two games as well because we they are in a situation where they have to win do they have to win every game they should treat every game as if they have to win i think they have to they have to win every game okay so they need to listen to these three songs before every game. And if they do win, you can thank me. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, the first <laughs> song is the first song is Lose Yourself by Eminem. You know, classic um pump up song. Next song is Remember the Name by Fort Minor. I don't know that and, one. Yeah, it's a uh, it's the one that's like that should not be shocking but i don't know because that should be the default so <laughs> it's like 50 percent luck 20 percent skill oh, okay something I, something I something yeah yes. yeah you know it you know it only um, from watching women's soccer because they play that for like the national yes. team like lead up that's it yeah yes and then the final song is ooh a classic from the 90s chumbawamba tub thumping <laughs> uh as far as i know that is chumbawamba's only hit well um, they were a, an anarchist punk band that just had like one weird pop song hit that they were like we don't know why this happened either so yeah but the lyrics in that song are i get knocked down but i get up again you're never gonna keep me down just over and over and over again so i mean the, the lyrics are also pissing the night away so let's, let's you know hope they don't do that uh, <laughs> <laughs> becky was gonna leave that out <laughs> but maybe they just had a lot of water to drink and they're getting hydrated. I don't they're just know. really hydrated. They're, they're just, just drinking really that hydrated. Yes. We need them to be hydrated. We need them to be pumped up and ready to go. So I think with those three songs, I mean, that's a recipe for success, in my opinion. So I couldn't agree more. Before we wrap it up, racing is facing Chicago this Saturday night. It's a huge game for us. You know, I would say in the past that this was almost going to be like earlier in the season, like gimme points. Like we should get these three points because we have beaten Chicago every other time. But Chicago has pulled it together, been doing a little better recently. And uh, I don't know, anything could happen. So what does racing need to do to bring home the three points from Chicago this weekend? I think that they need to 
really focus on their mentality and just nail that down. And they can't let the moment get too big for them because that seems to have happened in the past. But they've shown that it does not necessarily have to be too big for them. So just focus, treat this as a must, the must win game that it is. And yeah, let's bring that win home. Absolutely. I agree that they just need to go out there and and win the game because they know they can win this game. They absolutely can. They have the players that can win this game. Hopefully Jalen Howell will be back. Yes. Um, and, you know, they'll look better than ever and, and they can get those three points. But Kalen, we will have to see and we will have to talk about that next time. I'm nervous already. <laughs> well, this is this has been kind of fun. This has not been the most fun podcast, but no, it's still been fun. Let's yeah. do it again. Let's do it again. Go Big Purple.